And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. It's my privilege to be joining you today. Today's show is going to be about getting back to the basics. You see, market forces have finally caught up, and we're starting to see some transition in the multifamily market. And we're going to talk about multifamily real estate, not commercial real estate. Let's keep those separate. I know some of you may just now be tuning in, but our interest is in multifamily and single family real estate. We're going to talk about multifamily real estate. There's a lot of pressure on commercial and there's some issues that, uh, well, let's just say it's, it's going to be some rocky seas coming forward with commercial. But what's happening with multifamily is we're in a transition period. We're seeing a reset of market conditions. It's very exciting. I haven't seen multifamily syndicators this excited in in years, many, many years. So many of us have been sitting on the sideline for the last one to one and a half years, or at least we've slowed our investing activity. Obviously, I'm sure uh, you're aware of interest rates and various market conditions that have caused that. Uh, and we're going to get into that. So, But for 10 years, we have seen nothing but appreciation of multifamily properties up 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 in values rents have gone up 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 occupancy has gone up all the time it's been a it's been a very strong 10 years now what's happened recently well interest rates they have spiked they have gone up the fastest in u.s history is at the at the pace of interest rates that have been raised starting last year and through this year the fastest in u.s history now at the same time, property taxes, at least here in Texas, have continued to increase significantly. Insurance on many of our properties has doubled for the most part. Occupancy. What's happening with occupancy? Well, for the first time in a long time, it's down. Okay, now this is a national average. It's down about 6%, but all this is coming together to create essentially a perfect storm. These high interest rates, those have also caused... If, if the owners had, had purchased it, interest rate caps. What's an interest rate cap? Well, an interest rate cap is essentially it's an insurance policy. If you are going to buy a multifamily property and you are worried that your loan was going to reset, let's say you had an interest-only loan, for instance, and was going to reset at a higher rate in the future, you would buy what's called an interest rate cap. At the time, many of those policies were very low cost. It was insignificant in the overall value or cost of the property, right? It was it was a simple purchase. Well, now these some of these interest rate caps have exceeded they're over a million dollars, okay? So some of them have gone say from 40, 50, 60,000 dollars for the original purchase and now it's time to renew and now the value of that interest rate cap is well over a million dollars. What is that doing to cash flow? So compound that with the fact that mortgage lenders They've want, they want that interest rate cap cost to be accrued in advance. It's not that you can save up for a year and pay it. You should have been saving if you knew this was coming, but they're going to want it accrued. They're, they're going to want you to pay it monthly, 
okay? That is just going to be too much pressure on some of these multifamily properties. For the last year, there's been an impasse between buyers and sellers, right? Sellers are, are wanting to sell their property for what they could have sold it for in uh, 2020 or 2021 at, at a certain value. And the buyers, well, we know that the value has come down. If you're going to sell it, you're going to have to sell it at, at a less cost. And there's been an impasse between the two sides. Now, because of these market conditions, we are seeing some of these owners are going to be in a position where they have no choice but to sell. That's why I say that our syndicators at Lifestyles Unlimited are as excited as I've ever seen them because the values are coming back into play to where they can purchase properties again and make it a great return. But for these owners, you have the perfect storm. You have property tax, you have insurance skyrocketing, you have high interest rates, you combine that with decreased occupancy coming down and these exorbitant rate caps, it's going to be too much pressure. And some of these owners are going to have to get realistic and sell their property at what the buyers are willing to pay for the property. So when we say that this is a transitioning market, right now there are going to be some buying opportunities, both houses and multifamily properties. It's just essentially the pressure of the economy. You've got a perfect storm. You've got uh, interest rates that have been raised at the, the fastest rate in the history of the United States. You've got uh, property taxes that continue to climb. You've got insurance that continues to go up. Um, some of these multifamily properties may not have a rate cap, but they've got an interest-only loan that's going to reset. And so the only way that uh, essentially they were, quote-unquote, cash flowing was uh, the bank was kind enough to go, hey, uh, you, you're paying a lot for this property, maybe millions more than you should pay. But, hey, we'll be kind enough to give you this interest-only loan so that it will cash flow, and then it'll just reset down the road, right? We're always going to have 3% interest rates. What a mistake. That's wrong. No, you're going to reset into a 6 or a 6.5. Uh, if you've got cap rate, uh, essentially insurance on the property, that's going to go from 40000 to $1.1 million or more, and you're not going to have cash flow. You're going to be in a tight spot, and you're going to have to essentially turn in the keys or sell. And when you're selling, a deal has to be made, right? A buyer has to say, look, I've put in the metrics of your property. I know you paid X for it two years ago. However, here's the insurance cost. Here is, I'm going to have a fixed rate loan, and it's going to be 6.5%. And here's what my principal is going to cost. And here's what your NOI is. And by the way, your occupancy is down. And, and that's a national average. I'm not saying every property. Keep in mind, real estate's local. So, Mr. Seller, here is how I am valuing your property, and here is what I'm willing to pay. Now, there's been an impasse between sellers and buyers. In fact, uh, the brokers... Um, haven't wanted to accept the fact that the values of these properties just they're flat out down and so if you're gonna sell this is what you're gonna have to sell at now don't get me wrong there are still buyers out there let's say 
that aren't the smartest and they're paying way too much for these properties. It can, business continues to get done. What we're saying here at Lifestyles Unlimited, and we're an educational and mentoring group. If you're not familiar with who we are, go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. But we teach people how to properly and effectively purchase single-family and multifamily real estate, cash-flowing single-family and multifamily real estate so that they can add that extra stipend of, of money into their pocket passively each and every month. And when you, when you get enough of that, you can retire, right? You can become what we call financially free. Financially free is a condition. Retirement is a condition, right? It's a condition of do I have enough money coming in to handle my monthly obligations, yes or no. And we do that through investing. So if you're just now tuning in, check us out because a good time to invest is coming now. So I want to get back into the basics. And then at the end of the show, if you stick around, we're going to talk about where you should invest, right? There's uh, locations. We, we always hear location, 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 but I'm going to give you some geographic information that's just dropped within the last few days and give you an idea of where you should put your hard-earned dollars when you do invest in real estate so let's get uh, let's get to some of these principles that guide us along the way the first one i want to i want to say is wealth building is a series of steps okay the old adage is uh, to build wealth over time you must follow simple steps right make money save money invest money okay it's it's that simple but what I want you to understand is we're not necessarily savers. We save to invest, okay? So my parents, they were essentially 20th century folks. They, were, they would set money aside. They had higher interest rates, and it made sense for them. They would pay their house off, that sort of thing. When they, quote, unquote, invested, they were 401K IRA people. We're not that. We are real estate purchasers and we've got some rules along the way that help it make sense but yes you got to make the money save the money and then deploy those funds into cash flowing real estate so the key is what are you investing in right if um, you can make a hundred percent return on your investment over two years three years in real estate that's why we do it okay so the key is absolutely investing and within that here's another principle it's not where you start it's where you finish okay if you're doubling your money every two three four years again it, it, let's say uh, someone's starting out and they have fifty thousand dollars okay and I want to compare this to maybe somebody who has 400 grand but they're putting it in a high-yield bank account right just four percent they're not going to do anything they're not going to invest it and so within three years, our 50 is 100. Within another three years, that 100 is 200. And within another three years, that 200 is 400. So in just a decade, they've caught up essentially to the person that's not investing. So when we say the key is investing, it's, it's where you're putting those hard dollars to work, how you're deploying them, and the returns that they're making. Okay. And that's what we teach here. Now, Something else that uh, another principle, paychecks come and go, okay? Paychecks come and go. Passive income never leaves, okay? Never leaves. My dad used to tell me, don't ever feed a stray dog unless you're prepared to feed that stray dog every day for the rest of that dog's life. Why? Because when you fe feed a stray dog, 
He doesn't leave. She doesn't leave. They're smart, right? Hey, this person was kind enough to feed me. I think I'll stick around here, okay? So my dad would basically say, son, if you want another pet, by all means, go ahead and feed it. He didn't, you know, as long as we took care of the animal, that was the important thing. So passive income's the same way, right? As soon as you set it up, it doesn't leave. We have it. We grow it. We reinvest it. If that property's Uh, sells or refinances, we then just deploy those funds into more cash flowing real estate, continuing to create more passive income. That's why we never have less uh, essentially year over year than we do the year before, because we keep deploying this back in. Now, when I was in corporate America, I might have one year where I made 70,000 less than I made the previous year. How'd that affect the budget? Passive income's not like that, my friend. It just continues to grow baby steps one at a time. We'll be right back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email. Ask Mike at LU. INC.com, ask Mike at LUINC.com. If you'd like to learn more about real estate investing, more about Lifestyles Unlimited, I invite you to our free workshop. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com. There's different dates and times there. Uh, you can tune in to that, check it out, and see if real estate investing is something that you would like to begin to do. And I will tell you right now, we're in a transitioning market. Now is the time. There are buying opportunities that are happening today. There are plenty of buying opportunities that will be here tomorrow. Why? What's the difference? Well, these interest rates have put a lot of pressure on some of these multifamily properties. Combine that with exorbitant rate insurance rate caps to protect you from the high interest rate, right? From the loan resetting from an interest only to a six and a half. If you have that, if you don't have that, you're in trouble and you need to get out. And you can't refinance. This is why you can't refinance. It's not that simple. A, the property probably doesn't cash flow at this higher mortgage rate from someone who purchased these properties at very, very expensive high top of the market prices. So one, it probably doesn't cash flow. But the bigger problem is the banks that Originally, we're given the interest-only loan to people so that they can buy these very expensive properties. Well, now they've come back and they go, hey, there's a lot of risk out there. So we're not going to loan you 80% or 70% like we did in the past, but we'll loan you 50 or 60%. And so if you have, let's say, very high leverage on a property and you're worried about your, your note, essentially your loan resetting into a high 
interest rate, you only have two choices. You can call your investors and do what's called a cash call and go, hey, everybody, we need another $3 million. Everyone pony up. Or you basically, uh, you, can't, you can't refinance. So you have to sell the property and you're going to have to sell it at a value that a buyer is willing to pay for. And the buyer is going to come in and they're going to do their analysis and they're going to essentially put these new metrics into play. They're going to go, listen, I know you purchased the property at X, okay? I understand. However, today, June 2023, this is what it's worth. This is what we're willing to pay for it. Why? And you can, you know, take it or don't take it. But what's happening is these sellers are going to have to sell. And so when we talk about this transitioning market, that's what I'm talking about. Now, in the stick with me in the last segment, I'm going to talk about where you should be investing. I'm going to give uh, some opportunity and, and discuss some, some of the areas geographically around the country, some of the dynamics that are going on. All right, but back to the basics. This is another point that we understand as real estate investors, and I this is contentious for many of you. This is where I do get a lot of emails, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Your personal home is not an asset. It's a liability, okay? It is a liability. This is not 1970. It's not 1950. Um, that The metrics were different then. They have definitely changed, but your personal home is a liability. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I have um, some friends that are very close to me, and uh, we were hanging out by the pool, uh, barbecuing, and um, the wife of my friend mentioned that um, their net worth, essentially outside of their home, is really only $100,000, maybe one hundred and fifty. and these folks are in their mid-40s. I was shocked, okay? I was absolutely shocked. Um, but she's not worried about it because the value of her home, her personal home, has essentially tripled. It's well, the value of the home they live in is worth well over a million dollars, okay? It's in a great top location in the state of Texas. Her husband has an excellent job. I mean, he's probably bringing down. Uh, well, I'm sure it's well over 200. Uh, he might even be creeping up on 300. So an excellent job. Two young kids, um, eight and the 12-year-old range. And from experience, I can tell you children don't get cheaper. Um, but to have that net worth of that, I mean, that's not very much for where they should be. Um, now, the home value is impressive, uh, but they're not going to move. They are not going to move. And I would, I would surmise, and, and again, it's, you know, I'm not going to dig into somebody's business. If they want to share something with me. And, and we got to talking about investing. So it was a good conversation, but I would surmise that there's seven or $800,000 in equity, if not more in this property. Um, does that make them rich? No, it does not. Um, one, they're not going to move. Okay. They don't want to give up where they are and they're in a prime primo spot. Um, they don't want to give up that particular lifestyle. They don't want to give up the area they live in. And I get it. They're kids that are at a certain age. They want to keep them in certain schools in a certain location, but, and they can't refinance, right? You can't, no one's going to leave a sub three mortgage to go to a six plus, especially on a property of that size. So, uh, they're not going to refinance. Um, 
or they can't refinance. I don't I don't know the uh, the particulars um, there. They're not going to move to less home, even if, you know, hey, let's free this money. Why don't you go rent and we'll invest it? They're just not going to do that. But they are victims of this middle class fallacy that basically people think they're they're wealthy because of equity in their in their property. And I'm just telling you, that's not the case. If that money isn't out there deployed, working for you, doing its bidding day in and day out, growing your net worth, and then you're rolling what it earns back into that cash flow snowball over and over and over. If it's trapped in your house, well, then you're not getting ahead. And I'll tell you, property taxes are going to continue to go up. Insurance is going to continue to go up. Your appreciation in the property, I'm sure, will continue to go up, but that monthly uh, obligation is increasing. It's not decreasing. So when I say that your home uh, is a liability, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Based on that line, I want you to understand, if it's not giving you money each and every month, it's not an investment, right? Do you pay your home or does your home pay you? You pay your home. I can tell you I pay my home. Um, I've got to call the AC guy later because my secondary line is dripping. Okay, I want to get him out and blow those lines out before that becomes a problem. So guess what? My home basically just said, hey, Mike, here's a couple hundred dollar bill that's coming your way. So now let's talk about my rental properties. Uh, That's an entirely different story. My rental properties are saying, hey, Mike, thanks for owning me. Here's $300 this month, and then next month, here's $300. My multifamily apartment communities that I'm invested in, they're saying, hey, Mike, thanks for investing in me. Here's $1,500 this quarter, or, or whatever that number is. Here's two grand this quarter, and those are actual numbers on some of our properties, okay? Um, not exact numbers, but right around in that area, and that's just a couple of investments that we have. Um, if you're putting money into something you think is – an investment and you're not getting that monthly back really it's it's uh that's that's not what we consider an investment so that's pretty much a a golden rule Um, but there's some other items that people feel are investments and they're not land right if you're betting on something that's going to be worth more in the future you're doing just that it's betting so maybe that works out for you maybe it doesn't but in the meantime you're paying um, you're probably having to take care of the land maybe you're having to have a, a tractor mow it once a quarter stocks bonds mutual funds you know how we feel about that that is um, legalized gambling really maybe it'll go up maybe it won't gold silver those are rocks okay they're not paying you do you know anybody who became a millionaire because of gold so I just wanted to throw those out there. Re- cash flowing real estate is an investment. We make money five ways on single family properties and six ways on multifamily properties. Now, we made the case to invest in real estate. Where are you going to invest? Now, this is from the U.S. Census Bureau. Um, literally just came out very, very recently. But nine of the 15 fastest growing cities were in the South. And this is according to the U.S. Census Bureau. This is based on 2022 population estimates. Of those nine of the 15 fastest growing, six are in Texas. Six of them. 
My friends, this state is booming. There is business coming to Texas. There is a case that if you're investing, I'm not saying make this the only place, but Texas has some great investment opportunities in the real estate space. Let's continue on. So uh, these are our population declines. Um, uh, let's see, following New York and Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, um, Philadelphia, continuing on uh, down. Um, population changed. Uh, it says right here, uh, on average, um, 40% of the nation's population lived in 4.1% of cities. So think of that. 40% of the population in the United States only lives in 4% of the cities with uh, populations of 50,000 or more. So when we talk about where should you invest, like if you were to say, Mike, where should I invest? You're going to want to be in an area that's growing, okay? You're going to want to be in an area that's got uh, good economics um, job-wise. So you've, you've got population growth and you've got the jobs to support that population growth. You're going to want to be in a place that is pro-business, business, uh, business friendly, and you're going to want to invest in a place uh, where property rights are protected. Um, and there are some areas that you should be concerned about. For instance, uh, just today I was reading that the eviction moratorium in California, I didn't know that was still in place, is finally coming to an end after three years. And most of the people that own those properties, um, they're not big corporations. These are regular, everyday folk, mom and pops that own this rent house or this duplex or this fourplex, what have you. And they've absolutely been destroyed because this eviction moratorium, it's really an excuse for a lot of people to just not pay the rent. But the fact that here we are three years later and it's just now being lifted, a lot of these poor souls, I feel for them because they've been crushed financially. Okay, so when we say be careful of where you're investing your money, that's an area I probably would not invest in. Okay, I'm not saying you can't make money in California, but I would be very concerned if I own an investment property and let's say they lift the eviction moratorium and then. Uh, a month from now, the governor says, well, um, that didn't work out because now we've evicted all these people and we're going to bring the moratoriums back. I mean, he could do that and the people would vote for that, um, which is crazy. But voting for that, they don't realize how hard they're making it on just good, normal, everyday people. All right, uh, let's go into some metropolitan statistical areas. It says Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Texas metro area had the highest numeric increase of population. So before we were talking about cities, now we're talking about uh, a metropolitan area. So it looks like Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, uh, annual jump of 170,000 people. Wow. My friends, that's a whole nother city in and of itself. Do you think that rental property in Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington is in demand? I've owned some properties in Arlington. They were always leased up. And I can assure you, if you've got best product, best price in a great neighborhood, they're going to be leased up. Now, this is followed by Houston Woodlands Sugarland, that whole metro area. They added another 124,000 residents over the same time period. Uh, the villages in Florida, I don't know where that is. 
uh, fastest growing U.S. metro area between 21 and 22 was 7.5 percent. Um, so that's a, that's a big jump in, in one year. Um, now let's talk about housing stock, right? I'm telling you about all this growth. Housing stock is not keeping up. And friends, if these interest rates stay high, I can tell you that multifamily builders are going to sit on the sidelines for some time. So if you've got a great property, it's always going to be in demand. My name's Mike Harrison. We'll see you next week. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.